What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are listening to Lyles Movie Files. We have another exciting, crazy, action-packed episode this week. I am actually excited about the Arrowverse once again. I don't feel like I've been this excited since Season 5 of Arrow. So this has been a great moment and a great time to be an Arrowverse fan as we close to the end of everything with Crisis on Infinite Earth, which we will definitely be talking about. We are also going to break down the latest few episodes of The Walking Dead, Arrow, Flash, and talking about some cast additions possible for Matrix 4, who's out of Matt Reeves' The Batman film, who's in, and we're going to do a best and worst of Jennifer Aniston. So welcoming, welcoming, welcome, would you please, my co-host for tonight's show, little brother Jace, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Uh, we're ready to get another good day of podcasting. Uh, we're going to try and make you guys laugh and make your uh, commute uh, or just your work day a little better tomorrow. So we'll, work, we'll, we'll get doing that. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm good. Okay. Yeah, hey, I was making sure you weren't pulling anything out when you were uh, doing that last little bit there. Uh-huh. Jay King, how are you, man? I'm doing great. We need to get Jason uh the what is it, Radio One or or iHeart Radio Studios so he can get his own show. Cause that was quite the uh introduction you had there, man. I'm 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 feeling it. I, I love that. Um you love the energy. Yeah, man. I love your energy, Jace. That you, you always bring the energy. The energy's always high. Right. Um, <laughs> dude, um thank y'all for another one, man. Let's 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 give people what they need, what they want. Also, go Nats. Go Nats, yeah. go Mystics. Go hey, you know, Mystics. I feel like I need to give you a shout out because you accurately called maybe like a year, maybe less than a year ago, that you were you were saying the Nats do not need Bryce Harper. You were happy to send him packing. And Javon, you were 100% correct. For the first time in Nationals history, they are going to the World Series. Mm-hmm. And it is crazy living in this world of D.C. sports where the Capitals have won a Stanley Cup. The Mystics have won a Stanley Cup. The Nationals stand poised to possibly join them. I mean, can you imagine in this five-year span of time, Washington is becoming a hub of sports again? Well, Jeff, it feels like... Did I go too far? Yes, you did. Well, no, no. No, no, no. I feel this way. We're starting to understand what cities like Boston, Chicago in the 90s, and, and even in this last two decades, Los Angeles, these, these cities that win title, New York, you know, these cities that they sports cities that have the four major sports franchise, five majors in their cities who win. And, and, and it, it feels good. You know, we're no longer just dogs for a long time. DC Sports was just the uh, football team and the Bullets. And the Boulets. Yeah, and that was it. Yes. And Le Boulets and the Caps, you know, and they were all yeah. losers at one point in time. The, the, well, the, I mean, the, the, you know, the Skins were it. Like for the 80s the and 90s. The Skins were it. Yeah. Yeah. We had that illusion that time. Of, yeah, we had that illusion time of prosperity with, with Cal, Sweet Cal, Chris Weber, Jawan Howard. 
thinking that uh, that era was going to do something. And then we got uh, teased again with the Arenas, uh, Jameson, and Butler era. And Butler era. Yeah. yeah. Now now the wall era, you know. We right. always teased, but we're now in poise. We're, we're poised to have three recent champions in, 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 in D.C. And it feels pretty crazy. weird. It's weird. It we're not used to know, this. But you know what's <laughs> not going to be weird? What Watching my Niners destroy the Redskins. Oh man, wait. Kyle Shanahan is going to be so pissed. He's going to get him. Oh, I want to make Bruticus destroy shirts with the the Niners (laughs) as Bruticus because they are going to tear apart the Redskins. I'm serious, and I I I want that to happen. Okay, wait a minute. Now I've I've seen the Niners play a couple times, and they'll decide, hey. We don't need to actually play until the second half, so let's turn over the bar just to make sure we can have a competitive game. And that was one game, sir. (laughs) Well, you know, know, that's the thing, Jace. You got to create those turnovers, and and the Skins don't do a good job of doing that. They don't create turnovers. Yeah, do you think they would catch interceptions or or fall on a fumble? No, no, sir. At all. Man, you'd have to literally hand them the ball like, do you want it? Here, take it in. Wait, wait, does that mean the offense has to get the ball? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Josh Gordon is sadly still their best player in the secondary. No, although I I can't remember. Josh Norman. On the other side. Josh Norman. The other guy on the other side of him, the other corner. I can't remember his name. He's playing pretty. He's playing better than Josh. But Josh always looked like he's standing in the media and watching cars go by. Like, guys are burning him by a car length out there. That's not funny. What do you think you is going to happen? It's not pretty Sunday? when a cornerback starts to lose their speed, though. And it's oh, just, no. it happens so quick where all of a sudden it's like, wow, how they become toast? Yeah. Just like that. Man, think about Revis. Revis was a shutdown cornerback until he was not. It yeah. Was, until he was not. I mean, we but can like, go down a list of them, dude. Like, what's, it, what's the name? Rod, uh, yeah. for, Rod not Harrison, but uh, dude for the Steelers. Oh, uh, Woodson. Yeah, Rob Woodson. But they were smart enough to say, hey, you're not – Yeah, it's like Josh Norman is, is like, hey, you see him getting burned every week. It's like, yeah, uh, it's time to switch position and try and find I don't think he has good instincts to be a safety either, though. He's he he his own he player. Burn through the good safety years he had on deck to get mm-hmm. – to become a mediocre corner. Yeah. Because Ronnie Lott switched over to safety and – that was where everybody remembers him being this awesome player. But he was yeah. a really good cornerback first. And Norman is just settled into being a mediocre corner and doing his signature move of raising his arms like, hey, where were you? Well, you, you know what those guys had that he doesn't? The ability to play in the zone. The ability to cover a zone. He does not have that ability. In He's fairness, a beast it's hard. of famine. It's hard for anybody to play corner or defense in this league because if you sneeze on anybody, oh, yeah. it's a flag. Yeah. You need you need elite speed to be a cornerback to have a chance. And once you lose and that, in, you're done. Yeah, exactly. Instincts, yeah, those instincts make lead way to that. That speed leads way to your instincts, too. Because mm-hmm. without the speed, you can try to jump the pass every time. You're going to get burned. You're going to give up yards. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, so that, that that's enough about Josh Norman and the inferior <laughs> Washington Redskins who, oh, my gosh, I can't wait. The last Jeff, time I saw the Redskins play the Niners was on a Monday Night Football, and we demolished them and got like five. I think Alden Smith had five sacks. This is still in the, the salad days of the Harbaugh era where nice. we legitimately had aspirations of winning the Super Bowl every year. What was your question? I got Sorry. one last thing about that, Jeff. 
not not the skins, but let me ask you fellas this and everybody out there. If they were casting a, well, put it to you this way. The Nets, this 2019 Nets team are real life major league. Is the movie coming? If they win the World Series, you got to make the movie. Somebody, at least five players will write books from this team, but they got to make a movie. Come on. You, they, the whole season's played out like a bad sports movie, like one of these corny, mm-hmm. cheesy sports movies. Mm-hmm. They have to this do This is it. Major League. Like, I mean, like you said, oh, yeah. this is really Major League. Like, they're struggling. Looks like everything's going down. The next thing you know, they're in the World Series. <laughs> now, I, 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 I got I, I to say, there's one real easy thing to, to show that, hey, all these other sports teams have had, you know, are trying to make moves to be better. Except the Washington Redskins, they're like, "We'll give you an inferior product, and you'll take it." And I will take those oh, cheap shit. tickets this week. I'm sure you will. <laughs> and chances are, the funny thing is, you're going to have those tickets here. But, like, uh, sir, what are you doing up here? Well, I'm in the 200s, sir. We need you in the 100s. Come on, man, look down. <laughs> Please wear your Niners jersey down so it looks like. Hey, we, we need at least we need to sell this. Remember how the yeah, Wizards, they, they don't the do Bulls they don't do in wrestling like wrestling's like hey. Everybody come over to this side, the hard camera side. They're like, we'll happily have people scattered up in the high parts of the seats. Mm-hmm. And she's like, listen, that's a terrible TV product. All you have to do is move everybody down and go like, hey, the sun is too glaring for everybody. Not these guys. Not these guys. Okay, let's move on. From one dead thing to another. <laughs> the Walking Dead has been... To me, has kept this high level of quality since Angela King took over as a showrunner. And every chance I get to to hype her up and and talk about what an amazing job she has done, I will do because this show was heading down a rotted, terrible direction. She came in and was like, "Hey, look, I can actually make The Walking Dead good," and everybody was like, "Please, we would like to know more." And bam, we've got the show that's amazing again. So this week we saw the origins of Alpha and Beta. Or as I like to call this episode, when Alpha met Beta. And it was creepy. It was weird. It was everything that I wanted in a Whisperer's origin episode to be. Alpha is nutty and loony, and Beta is intense, creepy guy you do not want sitting next to you on the metro, the subway, behind you at the grocery store lane. He's all of those unnerving, unsettling things. And the best thing the series is doing so far is playing up exactly how intimidating and scarily creepy this guy is. What you guys think of this episode? Jace, let's start with you. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. You suck. I Javon, know. Uh, <laughs> I know. Sunday, you're working on a Sunday? Anyway. I was in I was in New York. I didn't see I didn't have live TV. So you weren't so you were working in New York. Okay. My fault. I'm sorry. I, Javon King. Javon. Javon. I don't, I don't deserve just, all this. Yes. I'm going on fast, strike too. Let me just fast forward. Javon, what yes. did you think of this episode? Again, uh, I got to piggyback your uh, thoughts on the lovely Angela Kang. She saved, she resurrected The Walking Dead. She saved it. Scott Gimple was determined to power drive this show through the mat and and, and leave it writhing in pain. Um, 
she brought it back. And I think so much so that even though um, Lauren Conrad's show, Whiskey Cavalier, was canceled on ABC, she could have went on to something else. You know, she could have just licked her, licked her wounds and said, hey, I'm, I'm done with The Walking Dead. I think she it's not that she wanted to just come back because, hey, needs a job. You know, she's still in demand. She can go act wherever she wants. Mm -hmm. She wanted to come back to this show because of the, the direction it's heading in. They they got some stuff planned, and it's it's actually getting fun to watch again. Um, I love this past episode. Um, it's the origin story you want. Like, I can't wait for the Negan origin story because we're going to get it. Right. We got to know what makes Negan Negan. My only complaint, this was a great episode because, it, like you said, it gave us the backstory. It gave us what makes these creepy people that we can't stand, our new baddies. It gave us the insight into who they are, what they are, what makes them. But the difference between, let's say, uh, a tortured figure like the governor, who mm -hmm. I love the governor's. We never got a real origin story. We got the governor's fall from grace after he left uh, his community. Right. Right. And then his kind of transformation, but we saw that mm -hmm. same old governor come back. Mm -hmm. But what we got to see in him was a human. Mm -hmm. He still he, he he's a man of character. He still has a character, but he's you know he's a broken man. He's power hungry. You know he wanted to be the man in charge. You know he couldn't stand to see. And when I'm not gonna go overboard to you know the governor, he's one of my favorite characters of the series. But mm -hmm. they did. I'm saying that to say this. They took a similar route in telling their story that they took with the governor. They tried to let you know who these people were and how they became what they've become, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to appreciate that. And it was great storytelling. It was it was great storytelling. It was a great episode. Probably go down as one of the if you're doing a top twenty Walking Dead at this point, you know, with ten seasons in, this is gonna make that top twenty. Yeah, and further what you were saying, what's really cool is how they didn't do anything in that episode to make you feel sympathetic toward Alpha or Beta. No. It was like, these jokers no. are crazy and nuts. And yeah, no. we need them to get killed. I think maybe with the governor, he was so nuanced where it was like, well, is he really that bad? And there's some exactly there's some level of humanity in him. But these guys, it's like, they're crazy. It's even they're yeah, nuts. Even had this kind of sensibility of like, yeah, you know, I'll make an example out of people, but they need, need a to, guy to be in charge and keep them in line because they're going to screw up without me, without a guy like me. You, Jeff, you know, my thing with Negan, I love Jeffrey D. Morgan. Mm -hmm. um, I think he's a great actor. He just mm -hmm. puts he, – he, he's, he's the guy you want to have a beer with, no matter what he's playing. And he's the guy you want to have a drink with, right? I think they're wasting him but they, right now. But it's, it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. Negan's going to be the new Rick. But they have to let you – I think it's very smart what they're doing, but he's going to end up being the new Rick, in my opinion, because he's going to have to be the guy that steps in. It ain't going to be – you're not going to care uh, enough about uh, 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 Ross Marquand. I can't remember. I can never Aaron. remember his character. No, I Aaron. really like how they've done Aaron, though. I love like, Aaron, man. I like how they've done Aaron, they've but he's done not the guy. such a much better job with him where he's not just – I don't know, like the token gay dude who just happens to be there because he's gay. Yeah. Or he's, just Mr. Nice Guy. Right. And it's like just he like he before. is yeah. a vital member of this community. He's a leader. He's taking yeah. an active role. And he's just not some background guy to check off some diversity box for them. Exactly. And yeah. He's, he's such a good character. And I think they've got so much potential with him and – 
and you know we've already seen what they've done with Carol and, and Daryl, of course. Mm-hmm. But they Angela's made characters like Aaron, Gabriel, and even Eugene much better, and Rosita much they, better. She's breathed new life into yeah. these characters that were just background characters, background dudes I, who was like maybe they get killed this episode. But now right, it's like, I don't I, want I them to get killed. You don't. You're, you're, the investment is there now, and and that's mm-hmm. the thing about it. I understand in two in the previous two seasons with folks like. Aaron and Rosita and Eugene, who have made it, you know, what I thought was further than they should have, or they yeah. they've extended their expiration date. Right, on the show. right, right. But I think, you know, it's it, they're they're benefiting from another uh, another thing. Most of that cast that we've grown to know and love is gone. Mm-hmm. Rick, uh, 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 Carl. Abraham, Glenn. you know, Glenn, you know, Maggie, for what it's worth right now, she ain't around, you know, mm-hmm. um, most of this cast that we've grown to know and love have, they're, they're, they're gone. You know, there's so many little nuances and, and characters that have, are, are, are getting more camera time and we're starting to be invested in them and they're good, well-rounded characters like Jerry. I love Jerry, man. I love when Jerry's on the screen because he's still loyal to Ezekiel, and Ezekiel's like, "Look, dude, oh yeah, one of the guys now." I love that. Uh, It's like, nah, dude, you're still the king. I got you. You still the king. You still my man. You know, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, Uh I love that. And and she's done. They've done such a great job of 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 resurrecting this show. Um, I just like I said, my only complaint right now is we need more Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I think it's coming because Jeffrey Dean Morgan's going to be the new. But he, not the badass, but he's going to be the new anti-hero. I think Jeffrey D. Morgan is going to be Wolverine. When we finally get a chance to see him kick some ass, it's going to be so rewarding because mm-hmm. his story arc is, is, is his story arc is like nothing we've seen in this show or in, in any other show well, that we've we'll watched he, on TV. Like, well, remember how Daryl was first introduced? I mean, he was mm-hmm. Merle's like little henchman. <clears throat> and then he kind of like, all right, that's not who you really are. You're better than that. Right. So I mean, I mean, like, uh, Negan well, isn't like that. I mean, his is more like that on steroids. But yeah, I, 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 I mean, <coughs> sorry, sorry. Okay. Go ahead, James. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's just like it's one of those you see. It's like because of how brutal that world is. It's like you you have to kind of you can't play black and white almost. It's like you need almost your leader to kind of be a whole lot more gray than what they had been doing. I mean, even with Rick, it's like Rick wasn't afraid to get dirty, you know, but it's like, nah, you need to be a little more stay in the gray, not almost kind of black and white when, and and then, you know, switch and flip the switch when need be. It's like, Mm -hmm. you got to make people kind of, Hey, we got a good community here, but if you guys kind of try and come at us, we're not even going to ask you if you're coming in, you better bring something that we're going to kill you. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because Rick was a man apart in many ways. You know, he endured a hell of a lot, a hell of a lot. Right. Um, And I think something that always sat with Rick, even from that first, the second season, is whether or not Judith is his, losing his wife. You know, all these things piled up on Rick. but yet Having to kill his best friend. Having to kill his best friend. You know, let's not forget that. Having to exile Carol, then having Carol come back to save your ass, you know, all of these things. And Rick went through these, he went through these in and out phases, you know, whereas with Negan, like you said, Jace, our introduction to Negan was as brutal as they come. You were mitten made to hate this man. Mm-hmm. 
Like you were meant and made to hate him. But even during the course of the season, the two seasons until his defeat, you still didn't, you understood him a little more, but you still didn't, or, or the show didn't want you to like him yet as a person. But, but no, they he, actually did, though. That was, I think that was, like, he was so charismatic. Like, even when he's, like, talking to Carl, it's like, you're not the dude we should, I mean, you almost, you knew it was like, there's something deeper to this dude. He shouldn't, you like, kn- have any use for Carl. He should just be like, you're a pawn in this game. I just need to break your community. I need to break your dad, and it's over. But it was you always know, like, yeah, there's something to it. You know, they, they, they portrayed those moments, but it wasn't enough for you to be really invested in him, like, to say, yeah, I, I, unless you were like, unless you're like one of these people like me who sometimes likes the bad guy, you hated mm-hmm. Negan still. You still wanted Negan to get his comeuppance because of what he did to your favorite characters, because of the brutality of his regime, him burning faces off with the iron. You know, these are brutal things. These are very brutal things that he did. It's not until you've seen him, you know, put in the prisoner's place and, and, and be humanized, dehumanized to humanized that you start to feel like, okay, maybe I'm ready to embrace him. When he saves Judith, when he goes against it all to save Judith, you, you start to say, okay, I'm, I'm starting to like this guy more and more. We're getting to know him. I think if they, I think what they may end up doing and what will be smart in my opinion is before you throw him out there as, you know, he's a warrior against the, the forces of evil that are the uh, whispers. If you give us the backstory, that what made Negan Negan show him with his wife, you know, in her dying days, show him doing. Yeah. And then you show him kicking ass on the side of good with your favorite characters. That would be, that would be so rewarding. And that would really be great for the show. In my opinion. Okay. Oh, but they needed to have villains like the whispers to make you be like, okay, we can, we can at least root for Negan to kill these guys. Cause they're way worse than Negan bashing dudes heads in. I mean, they were taking heads of people that we liked and sticking them on a pipe. So not even, not even like just killing them, like literally having them. So they're, they weren't even, they were still talking and just being, people you you would actually come to care about it's like oh shoot right like, oh yeah and let's not forget in all of this rick and company drew first blood oh absolutely i mean that was i thought that was done so well because it was like oh this isn't good rick this is not a good move and that payoff for it was like oh shoot this oh, is what yeah. happens when you come to the gunfight and they've got missiles <laughs> yeah. i mean it was like i mean it's like hey i, I killed megan did you really? Nah, because everybody, everybody said they were Negan. Uh, yeah, it was. Did you worry about that a little bit? That was one of the more ominous, ominous-filled moments of dread I've had in watching a TV show. Where it's like this, this is not good, and they kept running into roadblock after roadblock. Where the say was just like, uh huh. Oh, you know what's going on? Yeah, it's like, oh, this, this is not going to be good. No, and then I'm it was worse. When they actually took, I mean, when they tried, thought they were actually, you know, killing Negan in this one silo. I know what like, you're saying. Yeah. 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 Like, afterwards, when it's like, hey, we got to get Maggie out of here because she's pregnant. Oh, mm-hmm. these guys are all over the road and they're not moving. Yeah. Hmm. All right, let's find. Now you got to deal go. with us. Yeah. So, and yeah. then and then they chained up a bunch of walkers to make it so. Yeah, you're yeah. not going through this place. It we was. thought of every escape route. You were boxed in, and you should be afraid. <laughs> it was all bad for him. That was good like, stuff. That's making me want to go back and watch that stuff over again. I know. I know. All right, let's move on here. All right, Javon and they're going to 
you're going to take a time out while we talk about Arrow and Flash. <laughs> this is going to be quick. So, okay. But man, I called I called Jace yesterday and I was just like, oh my gosh, the Flash and the Arrow are both good at the same time. I don't feel like this happened since the first half of Arrow season three in Flash season one, or was it season two? Because it had to be season one of Flash. It's been so good, though, because they're focusing on building towards crisis on Infinite Earths. I know when we've talked about this in the past, I've been like, man, I wish this was like a two-week thing because crisis is so big and so sprawling an event that they can't really do it justice, even with an episode on each show. Five hours isn't enough. And the writers agreed with me <laughs> they were like no it is absolutely not enough and just in these first two weeks of flash the first week of arrow we got crisis overload it was like oh shoot yeah so barry's trying to figure out how to stay alive and not see this monitor prophecy that he has to die come to pass oliver is actively going through the multiverse looking for objects to help stop the anti-monitor and we've got white waves of anti-matter destroying killing worlds just like in the comic it was crazy i was like oh man they're actually delivering what we saw in the comic book that was so shocking where people super-powered heroes and villains getting wiped out in this white wave of death and on arrow it was really cool because in this alternate Earth, it was Adrian Chase who was Green Arrow or the Hood because it was like Oliver had never left the island or it had been 12 years since Oliver got off the island. He even may have fought Bruce Wayne at some point on this island. It was crazy. We saw Mora, we saw Malcolm, and, and in this world, Thea died because Oliver didn't come back soon enough because that was the storyline from season one. And Tommy just took it so terrible that he was the one that was the dark archer. There's so many callbacks to season one. It was it was really fun just seeing how everything played out. Like it was, hey, Oliver Queen, this is your wonderful life. And this is what would have happened if you weren't around. And we've seen that in so many different uh, TV shows. But with with Arrow, it really sunk in how much things changed and how much things could have been different with Oliver not leaving the island until a decade and changed later. And this was apparently Earth 2, Jace. And, uh, yeah, because it was, because uh, remember, uh, Black Siren went to her Earth and now she's a hero. So the question is did Harry Wells and Jesse Quick die? When Earth 2 got wiped out. Well, because Harrison Wells wasn't smart enough to figure it out. And if Jesse Quick was... She's uh, a speedster, so she could have gone to another she, world. Well, she's a speedster, but she wouldn't have left her dad. And she, 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 had, like, her, she had her, like, her own little splash team in Earth 2. But if you... I mean, I mean hey, I mean, uh, what's that show? Uh, if God, uh, God friended me, she might have had some time to quietly... Run a cameo real quick. Run a cameo. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I do try. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you thinking about what we got so far with Arrow and Flash? 
You know how I I I, I just listened to the last podcast where I said, yeah, I'm, I don't know if I'm watch this Arrow thing. Eh, if it's on, it's on my DVR. I'll pick it up. Whatever. Uh, I I yesterday I was I came home from work. I had flashed kind of like on the little delay. So I was like, oh okay, oh wow, we're really going into this crossover. Like you see Barry, like all of Barry's family and friends, and I like the fact they also had vibe. I mean, Cisco was back as five. <laughs> Two, you saw all of them die. And then last thing you saw is Iris going and he's like, he wakes up like freaking out like, oh shoot, everybody I love is going to die just like the monitor told me. So, I mean, and I like, I, I, mean, I, I like how Iris is like, nah, we're not letting that happen. But it's like, uh, it just might. I mean, you, you really don't know. It's like, they really could get rid of all of Team Flash and just have Flash at the end. I mean, which would be kind of crazy, but it was like, they could do that. I mean, there is a possibility. But then when I watched Arrow, I was just like, wait, this is good. What happened? <laughs> it was just like, I mean, like, just when you first start, when you see the Batman hood and Leanne, you're just like, that wasn't Slade's hood. Right. It was like, wait a second. What was that? And when you, you, you did the picture of it, I was like, you know, I thought that was Batman's hood, but that was Batman's life. <laughs> it's just like, oh, shoot. I mean, and then it's like, and, and like you were saying about the callback, it's like one of the first three or four episodes of Arrow was Thea having vertigo. And it's just like, all it took is like a couple days. I mean, like him not being there five years ago. It's done. She's, she's out of there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow. Like, and then just like seeing like more like, Walter's not there because he is not there. Right. It was, it was so cool just seeing how, like, just a few things could change everything up for him. Yeah, and like, even I mean, the future storyline wasn't terrible. Not a I was future, like, okay. No. Again, we, and, 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 and I know we said this, but the, the reason this episode was so much better was it focused on the main hero. It was like, even this, the flashback was like, okay, y'all are at least fighting and doing stuff. You're not like, asking where is Felicity, like the hunt for Felicity. You know, I mean, it didn't work out for uh, Force Awakening, trying to find the lost hero. It didn't work out for the future storyline last time. But this one was like, hey, we're just, we're setting up a new team. We're going to do our thing. Like, okay. I don't mind you right now. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, But then again, you went right back to Oliver's stuff. It's like, oh, we found a, a smart way to bring Diggle in this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, uh, so that that's one thing I don't have to worry about. Like, oh, are we just gonna get rid of Dickel? No, we we got a plan. Don't worry. Um, I mean, now to me, it's one of those things. Even going back to last year's uh, uh, crossover, Elseworld, where uh, Earth ninety three Flash says, "Hey, John, why don't you have your ring?" It's like, oh, maybe. I mean, even having like the little green in his outfit, it's like you notice the green uh, stripe on his visor. jacket too. Yeah, it was like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, it might be laying some groundwork. Stop I, playing, I, y'all. Yeah, like, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like in, the, in the last season where it's like, oh yeah, that's my stepfather, Diggle. I mean, uh, uh, Stewart. It's like, yeah, uh, right, 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 right. Just right, little right, things right, like, yeah. hey, we're really are. We 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 have an idea. It's just we had twenty two episodes to waste and give everybody else a paycheck, and then we'll get you a good storyline. Uh, which probably seems like that was the case. <laughs> But yeah. this, I mean, I mean, just like Jeff said, 
it, it was a very cool episode. There's some really good callbacks. But then when you saw that, like, just, hey, we're under attack. What do you mean? And then you saw this red wave. And then you saw the white behind you like, oh, wait a minute. Are y'all really about to go crisis on us? And then you just saw people just dying in the dust. It's like, I know if for anybody who wasn't, I mean, this is like the early 80s, like when Crisis first came out. That was like kind of one of my first comic books that I remember reading. It was like, I mean, you saw like there was a three Supermans from the Justice Society. There was a Superboy with the Legion of Superheroes. And it was it was actually kind of confusing. It was so confusing that when I got Crisis number one, I spent time coloring Earth 2 Superman's temples because I thought they messed up and made Superman an old guy. I was like, what is wrong with this? So I colored in the white temples and made them black because that's what Superman looked like. I didn't realize that's not Superman Superman that I'm familiar with from Super Friends. And yeah, but, but really... For anybody out there who's not read Crisis on Infinite Earths, it is one of the best main comic book storylines ever. It um, It's not an alternate take like Watchmen or some Dark Knight Returns. It happens in continuity and it affects people and has real repercussions on the DC Universe. It and in the 12 Universe, and those 12 issues... It tells a story that even if you're not familiar with anything going into it, by the 12th issue, by the 7th issue, you are sucked all the way in and just ready to go wherever they take you on the storyline. So read it. It's on the DC Universe app. They've got the entire 12 issues and every single crossover tie-in associated with Crisis. So check that out. Jace, there's also a couple rumors I read. The Titans may be showing up in this thing now. Justin Hartley may have found some time to shoot a cameo. All kinds of craziness. So this this can't get any bigger, but yeah, it's it's looking amazing. Well, honestly, I think anybody who's associated with it, it's like it is easiest. I mean, it's the easy way to fold the TV, the DC TV universe into one because it's. As much as they might talk about like yeah, we like multiverses on this, it's like for your common fan, it's hard to understand. It's like you want to do that in your comic book, it's one it's one thing. But it's like when you don't have one universe in your actual TV properties, it's so confusing. Like right. But now it's like if you fold in Titans, all I mean, because I mean I, I mean not any not even spoiling anything. It's like if you can just put all those people just a cameo. And then play out everything else exactly how you want it to. It works perfectly because there's nothing that stops it from being the case. It's like yep. Titans has their own one. Nothing that Titans has done crosses over with Arrow or Flash. Yep. But you put them in a new timeline, all of it works perfectly. Yeah. Now but Jay, I, I, I don't know if you saw today, but they've cast somebody to play Jim Corrigan, who is the Spectre. I, did, I, I just read that on LylesMovieFiles.com. Great. So it's going to be huge. Anyway. So, yeah. Well, I, I mean, just connecting. I mean, like, after I, I didn't have a chance to uh, talk. Did you like the new design of the monitor? Because I, I haven't no, liked it. No, 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 no. Um, I'm not a I fan monitor, not, yeah, monitor. whatsoever of the design of the anti-monitor. It is that dude had a scary look in the comic book. I mean, 
his outfit is not the kind that's so overly complex that with today's costume designers, they couldn't have done that to and look, make it look good on the show. It's basically shoulder pads, like a football player's shoulder pads, and a big helmet with a lot of teeth, glowing eyes, and deep, psychedelic, crazy-looking eyes that will draw you in to kill you. And I just feel like they kind of missed the mark with just making him, like, the opposite of the monitor. Yeah, because monitor looks like a regular guy, but it's like, just like, you you saw anti-monitor, you're like, yeah, I think there's something bad about him. It's yeah. not, and it's like, it's like, I mean, you, 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 when you looked at him in the comic, you're like, yeah, I'm thinking if I see that dude, I'm seeing death. And yeah. This is not good. And that guy looks like a regular dude. Yeah. It's like, it's like and I, I mean, and, and I always joke, it's like, Smallville created doomsday for the small screen, which I think was very impressive. I don't see how you couldn't have made a mask that makes it look like the anti-monitor. It's like just putting in, even just putting in the eyes, because it's like, that's one of those things. It's like you see in the eyes, you're just like, this is not good. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, because his eyes are like really small in the dark recesses that are his eyes. And it's like, whoa, what's it's going like, on? Is this small like glow? Opposite yeah. of an iris. It's like, it's right. a very small, just like, you look like you're going to get sucked in the wrong way, and this is not good for me. Right. So uh, maybe, maybe this is the the first incarnation of the anti-monitor. And as it plays out, maybe Superman, Supergirl fights him and just destroys that original shell. And he comes back in one of the more comic book looks. I hope that's where they go. I wouldn't be shocked based on what we've seen so far with the cast and other designs. So So what have you, I mean, because it's like out of the new stuff you've seen, what do you like? Because I, I like the fact that they have Ryan Troy actually coming in. Is um, Adam. That we're going to have Adam. That yeah, Tom Adam Kavanaugh, is Adam. That uh, Tom Kavanaugh is going to be Pariah. Lyle is going to be Harbinger. And just that they're pulling in different characters to really establish this whole thing of a multiverse. That's going to be cool. And that they really seem to acknowledge and understand, hey, we can do this. We can play around with this thing. They've got Burt Ward running around in a red flannel sweater. And it's like, hey, that's cool. That's his Robin outfit. And we don't need to see him in tights and shorts. We get the idea. And, yeah, I really like what they're doing. And everything that I've heard sounds really fun and really exciting. And if they just deliver, but... From everything that I'm seeing, it seems like they're actually going to deliver on it. And if they do, it's going to be the closest that we get on the DC side of things to an Avengers Endgame kind of payoff. Okay, now I, I was thinking it's like if they they look like they're 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 treating these guys, they're coming up with good stuff. They're putting it, you you put all this into one world after everything's blended out. I'm just I'm wondering. If they if they can just if, if they actually land I mean just by the f- premiere of Arrow, are you as excited about this as in game? Because I'm I'm even like I again I've been down on Arrow I mean at all, but it was like once you showed me that it's like wait you guys are making Crisis a focus and because of all of the repercussions that they're going to be after Crisis, I mean I'm re- I mean I'm like in game level excited. Oh, absolutely. That That is 100% where I'm at. 
it's funny because I've been watching the DC movies over the past few days. I watched uh, Batman vs Superman, then I watched Suicide Squad, now I'm watching Justice League, and it's just like they could have done these movies. Like I always feel like they rushed through everything. I like them, but I think they could have been done so much better if they weren't so concerned with racing to catch up to the Marvel films. Oh, you're talking about but, the live action. Okay. But where the DC TV shows have the advantage, they were able to spend time making you care about the characters, spending 22 episodes, building up different things. So with the, with the thought of them all coming together and linking into shows from the 90s, shows from the early 2000s, it's kind of like, oh, wow, you're actually going to do what you really could do with this opportunity. And they're actually taking advantage of it, which predates the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a way that people who were around back when 1989 Batman came on the big screen, they remember the hype for that movie all the way through every TV show, Lois and Clark, Superboy, etc. So now we're here with this Arrowverse, and it's like, whoa, you guys are going to acknowledge all that stuff. It's a real sense of, man, even Marvel can't compete on that level of just buildup. And they're delivering on that. So I'm really excited to see what they do and where they play it out. But we can keep talking about crisis. But I want to get Javon back in the conversation. (laughs) So next week, we're going to start maybe our most ambitious project on Lyle's Movie Files. And we are going to review Crisis on Infinite Earths. We're not going to do every issue each week. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about Two issues until crisis. So I think that gives us enough time between before now and December to break it down that way. Um, I know some of you guys have not read it. Jason and I have, but it's going to be a nice little refresher for us because it's been a few years. And we're just going to break it down and all the cool stuff. And we're then after the crossover, we're going to look to see all the things that they did from the crossover, from the comic, and see how it played out on the small screen. So it should be a lot of fun. Javon, you've been excited because Wednesdays are no longer a boring pedestrian night for wrestling fans. It is the apex, the night of the week if you're a wrestling fan because we've got all elite wrestling dynamite going head to head right now as we speak and as I'm recording on my DVR, NXT versus AEW Dynamite. What have you thought so far these first two weeks? of the Wednesday night wrestling war. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. I've, um, AWE can be a little low budget sometimes. And that's great. That's great. Because we don't need super polish. We don't need, uh, 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 a big budget. What we need is entertainment, fun wrestling. We need competition for the WWE. I would love it if in this day and age of PC-ness and, and, and not offending anyone, not upsetting anyone, if AWE took a page now. AEW, man. You sound like that old guy. AEW, AEW. <laughs> I know. I am that old guy. I'm not even going to hide it. If AWE took a page. AWE. AEW. Say it with me. There you go. If AEW took a page out of the old. 
AW, NWA, WCW, mainly the WCW blood and guts era of, of the, the, the mid nineties. Yeah. <laughs> WWC, WWCF, if they took a page out of the 90s and said, look, we're going hard. We're going hard. We're on cable. They have been doing blood. What do you think? I mean, like, because they don't have those restrictions. They're TV-14, not like WWC. But it's still kind of tame. It's still kind of tame compared to what I remember from the 90s. And I think that's probably because you could be more offensive. (laughs) No, no. The 90s took it, man, like, the WWE attitude area took it way too offensive. Like they focused like oh the attitude even, era was oh yeah no the they focused on the, the nineteen they focused on the sixteen to twenty year old male demographic to sixteen to twenty five they man. didn't give a crap no they didn't I mean and I'm not going on them I'm talking I'm just talking about right now I know it's TV fourteen but. Let's up the ante here. Let's really push the envelope, not to the point of okay, we're gonna do something that's gonna get us canceled. I mean, it's hard. It's a hard line to blur, but I think they could they could do a little more. They hey, definitely could do a little more. Two weeks, though, remember? <laughs> it has. It has. This is week three. It has. But I'm not talking about now. I'm talking about going forward. Mm-hmm. Going forward, there is room to do a little more. Not to say that I'm, I'm, I, I don't. I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm nitpicking, but there's room to do more. I like what they're doing, but let, let's let's see where we can take this. Let, let's do something unique here and push the WWE because that's what made that era. It's because you watched both programs at the same damn time. You remember Monday nights, dude? We had to watch Nitro and Raw. We had to see it. Had to. Because but I don't know what think, these I, jokers were going to do next. Yeah, I don't think uh, because WWE is a publicly traded company, I just don't, mm-hmm. I don't see them, I mean, even though NXT is the one brand that, like, this isn't on Fox, it's still on USA, we still can act, I mean, we can still make this as good as we want it to be, but I, I Well, they're I only going to do with so much, because, like you said, they're publicly traded, they're on primetime now, they're on network primetime once again, so they're only going to be willing to do so much. I just want them to push them in regards to being better, a better program, better... Yeah. Wrestling, better quality, better story. Ron, it's not better overall. I, was gonna say, he, I he, know he, it's not. I always laugh In my about heart it. of hearts, I know it's not. A soap, a, a network soap opera that is played on from 11 to 12 p.m., I mean, up to 2 p.m. on network TV has more dramatic and racy storylines than wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you guys act like you can't cross this line. It's like, you see that it's not like, oh, we can't do this because it's network television it's like they do this on soap operas which is really what you guys are you get your inspiration from is soap operas your best stuff is actually drama with guys who aren't great actors so i mean i guess they feel like they gotta sell toys jace you know i guess if the the the, the toy sets ain't gonna sell themselves you know so they gotta appeal they gotta appeal to kids well they've done really well appealing to the family market the problem is Mm -hmm. that Hardcore audience who watched it every Monday night has left in droves, and Eric Bischoff just got sacrificed because the opening week of SmackDown saw a well, the second week of SmackDown on Fridays saw a massive drop in the ratings. So somebody had to be the fall guy. I mean, it was Eric Bischoff. That was laughable though. It's like yeah. you brought out your super, you brought out the Rock, 
for one night, and everybody <laughs> knew he wasn't coming back the next night. Of course they were going to drop. Like, there, you can't even act like this isn't, like, hey, we, we brought our A game, but tomorrow we're going to have the, the, remember that guy that The Rock beat in two seconds? Yeah, he's going to be made <laughs> Exactly. Oh, shit. I mean, how, why are you here? You, you can't, but that's the thing also. You got to build your new talent. You got to have new talent to, to make the face of this thing. You can't just rely on guys who aren't even going to wrestle anymore. You can't all rely on the, the ghosts of your past. You got to. They have done that for too long. I mean, too long. Too and, long. And I thought you had a dude who the Rock comes on for one week and the dude beats the Rock. They'd be like, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa! I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. I'm just checking to see what he does next week because right. he's going to be here next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't yeah. get that part. They never have, and they just keep relying on this. So they keep getting these diminished returns. Hey, we brought The Rock and Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair back. And we got Sting. We got The Undertaker. And it's like, yeah. And they're going to stand here and not do anything. Exactly. We're going to watch Hulk Hogan shake hands with Ric Flair in the stands. And that's it. And they hyped all those guys. They hyped Sting and The Undertaker. Neither of them were there. Stone Cold wasn't there. We didn't see Shawn Michaels. I understand they had a blue carpet, but if you weren't watching that, you didn't see any of those big names they mentioned. And this show sucked. I mean, they had Kofi lose to Brock in like nine seconds. So his title reign was over. And if you watch that show like I did, because I was like, well, let me give them a chance. Let's see what they've got. And I was like, I deleted smackdown for my dvr recording and it was like you know delete this episode and upcoming yes please because that sucked i didn't care if, if kofi had to lose the belt but to have him lose in nine seconds was stupid and to bring out some dude who looks in worse shape than me and came velasco <laughs> like, oh man look at this dude I'm like who is this dude i mean if i'm he a wrestling fan fat. Right. I'm a wrestling fan. I'm not paying attention to who's in UFC and MMA. And I don't care if Brock got beat by this dude. I'm watching wrestling. If I was watching MMA, like most people, I wouldn't keep watching wrestling. He looked like he just pushed his fat ass away from the buffet at Golden Corral. He was like, hold on. <laughs> oh, you got a little ketchup and mustard and mayonnaise on your shirt. You may oh, as well just take it off. off. Now, now, put the hey, shrimp so back look, this is, this, the, the ad said, oh, you can eat shrimp. Right. I haven't had all I can eat. Hey, dude, hey, I still want some more <laughs> sh- I want more shrimp. Like, get out of here, man. I'm like, <laughs> what you got? Because Brock ain't in shape either. It's like, man, no. find these dudes some steroids so they can at least look the part. Cause, Brock geez. is a solid C cup right now. Solid C cup right now. <laughs> He's starting to look yeah. at the D's like, well, not yet. Yeah, you know, not yet. <laughs> I can still close this thing. Oh my God, Brock is a, is a, is a few hundred beers away. That's the thing about it, man. I, I I just can't understand. I understood it then, but nearly twenty years later, I don't understand the mystique of Brock Lesnar. Let's let it go. Let's no. let it go. Oh, let's say this early block Brock Lesnar. When he, he was Early Brock, yeah, yes. he was great. And then when, when he came he, back, he was yeah. a beast. It's all of a sudden, you mean I don't have to show up every night and they'll, get, they'll just keep throwing the belt on me? Shoot. Yeah, steak sandwich. Right. Let me get three. Let me get three of those, please. <laughs> I, know, I, I know we got catering. Hey, what are you eating? But it's like, go, to, go to the local gym, Brock. Like, I mean, I know I'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. in no, totally, mm-hmm. I mean, no shape to be talking right now. If, like, I, if they I'm were paying a million, million dollars to not work out, 
and I could still be the feature dude and not have to show up every week, I wouldn't work out either. I don't blame Brock. He's the oh, smartest I would come out there like Kamala, that. too. But he's Dude, he is Kamala, too. He just didn't have the sun and the moon and the stars on painted on his chest. I mean, but the, the funny thing is, supposedly Vince McMahon was upset with how Kane Velasquez looks like. I saw this dude with his shirt off for last week. I know I was good. Like, yeah. I don't need to. It was like, this isn't like the ultimate war. If I got to go against the ultimate war, yeah, I'm going to make sure I'm in shape. But I seen Brock like two weeks ago, man. I, yeah, I know, dude. Brock ain't in shape. Dude. And if you're Not paying that dude, you toss the belt on him in nine seconds. I'm good. Where's my motivation? You want me? You want me to go in front of these Saudi dudes who are gonna throw you a buttload of money? I'm good. And, and you know, here's the thing. Also, with that, if your wrestlers are gonna be, if, if the guys you actually have are gonna be they're not totally up to snuff. They're not technically sound. They're not good wrestlers. And also they're kind of fat. At least have guys with good mic skills. That's something that the WWE has been missing since CM Punk left. You don't have, but maybe in my opinion, three guys. Javon Seth Rollins is really good at talking about the generic (laughs) scripts that they give him every week. Oh, oh my God! Seth Rollins memorizes scripts better than anybody else. He does clearly. Yes, clearly he does. He, does. Yes, he knows like, his lines. He's yep. like him and Roman. I mean, again, as I, I said this like a couple. I mean, like a while back. If you heard Roman Reigns talk without a script, oh God, he was great. <laughs> yeah, he was, you know, he was he a, like a person. Yeah, it was just like yo. It was like if this dude say, "Hey man, I'm just trying. To, I'm trying to make a living for my kids. I ain't got time for this bullshit." She would be like, oh, I, this is a dude I can get behind, but hey, I, can I get behind this guy. He's Rudy cool. Jr. Like, literally cool. When it's, you hear Romans, I have to read or deliver these lines of dialogue predetermined for me. I'm going to Superman punch you, and then it's going to be on. It's going <laughs> to be on. What's the catchphrase they need me to say? Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, wait, when Becky Lynch was like kind of, hey, I, I need to figure out how to get over, so I'm not going to read these scripts perfectly. Yeah. I get over. Now, hey, hey Becky, since you're now the face of us, uh, we're, we're going to need you to remember these scripts a little better. Sure, sure, boss. Oh, the wait. problem <laughs> is they just take everybody. Like Vince McMahon is this, the dumbest billionaire because he doesn't learn lessons. When he put the belt on Diesel, Everybody was like, oh, Diesel is cool. He's the man. And immediately, he was like, all right, all the stuff that made people like you is Diesel, we're going to scrap that. We're just going to scrub all that away. We're going to make you a smiley, hey, kids, how's everybody doing today? It's Big Daddy cool. And then when they – Right. How but, much of that is his ego? How much of that is his own ego? One hundred percent. That's what these shows are. But you, we've been talking about the Wednesday Night Wars because I don't, I don't want to detract from the greatness that is the one solitary thing that oh, Vince wow. McMahon is not tainted. Yeah. NXT and that promotion is so good because oh, it actually doesn't sound or look like robotic land that is Raw and SmackDown. The guys they wrestle. Are, they have good promos. And their matches are actually really, really good. And some they of these guys are matches. funny. Yeah, dude. Like, I love Undisputed Era. And Undisputed is awesome. Like, they, they actually have people who get it. They, like, they get, on this program, they get it. 
I love the fact that it's, and, and this is what I love the most about it. It's low budget. No, but you know, it's budget. not even low budget. It's just not but that overly glitzy well, no, that, and glammy I mean. thing that they've done. Well, no, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's not that over the top because when you have all of that bells and whistles, it's like when you got an artist like Britney Spears and she has 27 dancers behind us and the track is turned up to 1,000 when she's performing. It's to mask from the fact that the product that you're getting is not very good. What are you talking about? I was about to say, I'm sorry. You, I, I would uh, you stop you. that right there. You, you stop you, it. What am hey, I? What am I, I? I actually, I'm okay with Britney Spears. Like, come on, man, come on. Are Britney, you really Britney, okay with 40 year old Britney Spears gyrating that hip replacement around in your face? Are you yes, really? Yes. Javon, yeah. I, I, I don't know who's going to be listening to this, so I'm going to have to put this very delicate. I enjoy her performance. <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy her performances. These views do not represent LousMovieFiles.com. Or respective parties and sponsors. Or respective parties and sponsors. <laughs> no, uh, honestly, though, all that, all that is to say, all of those things try to distract you from the fact that we ain't got much going on here. Right. You know, with, with NXT, it's like, look, we ain't get we don't have that to rely on, so we're giving you everything. Right. And it's a fun watch. It really is fun to watch this show. Mm-hmm. Just, That's I mean, like, why this is right now, this is the future. They need to go ahead and stop with the nonsense at the main show, uh uh, uh Raw and uh SmackDown and say, Hey, this is where the talent is and lies. You know, that's the show that Triple H is producing. Yeah. And it well, shows I mean, it like, shows here's, here's the thing, it's like you got a bunch of guys who, if they're making jokes, it's because everybody finds them funny, not the 70-year-old billionaire who thought it was hilarious. And everybody else is a joke. It's like, yeah. dude, like, if, if, how about you not be in this room and then sell, and somebody else tells that joke? When you hear the crickets, that means it's not funny to anybody else. Anymore. <laughs> it's, like, it's just, that's the problem. I mean, it's just like, a, I mean, he, I mean, it's like, because I was listening to like some of the guys who were in AEW and they were talking about like, man, I'd say something and then Vince McMahon would like take the dumbest thing and then he'd try and run with it. And cause he thought it was funny and it, and it's been done like that for years. And that's why it's like, most of us stop watching wrestling. Like, I mean, like I said, my barber literally watched that first SmackDown show and he's like, yeah, this is not what wrestling's like. Where's the dude hitting that good promo to make you want to watch the next show. It's like, where's the, I mean, you guys are doing all this athletic stuff to kill yourself, but it's like, it's really the drama that actually brings us back way yes, more than is. the actual action. And that's what, I mean, that's what, that's what, I mean, that's what uh, NXT was. It was like, yo, even though everybody's not perfectly WWE policy, it was like, yo, this is the guys from New Japan. This is the guys from ROH. This is the guys from TNA. They're hitting different kind of promos. And you're like, yeah, I do want to see this stream match. Why, why yes, just basically put it on and I'll watch it. Yep. So, so yeah. hey guys, hey, that's been good. Yo, yeah. not to shift gears, but have either of you been watching The Purge on USA? Oh, I didn't mean to put that on the DVR. Dude, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's, it's legit. What date is it's it? Be- it's better than movies. Um, the the it's they've been changing. Well, they change it the day. I usually catch it the day after, but it is. Is it Thursday night? Okay. Yeah, I need to record that because those commercials had me in, in, uh, invested, and I was like, yeah, okay. And who's the black no, lead I'm on sorry. that? 
It's Tuesday night. I'm sorry, y'all. It's Tuesday night. I usually catch it on Thursday when they do the replay. Uh, Derek Luke. Remember Derek Luke? Yes, oh. sir. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. good. He was one of those dudes that was like, he's man. Good yeah, but he was one of those cats that was like, he's good. He should have steady work. And it looks yeah. like this one was giving him steady work. And Mar- Max Martini's in it, too. Max Martini's in and it, Rochelle too. Rochelle um, is in it. Yeah. And what, what's what's interesting about this show, I hate, I'm sorry to big segue, y'all, um, is it doesn't just focus on, okay, Purge Night. It's the the day it's the days before last season, the days after. What happens the aftermath of the purge? It it's it's really good. It's really good. Well done show. Yep. Cool. I'm gonna watch it because I was intrigued. I always thought the purge is a cool concept for whatever reason. And you got a black lead for it me? I, I'm there. I'm there. That's what that's yeah, what I like to see. It's all good. Nah, we're gonna keep it moving here because yeah, I want to talk about some other stuff too. Okay. But um, but yeah, keep watching Wednesday Night Wars. We'll keep talking about them because yeah, Definitely. you didn't see that private party versus Young Bucks match from last week. That was really yeah. good. Gotta watch. And it was a nice surprise too. Oh yeah, that, yeah. I saw. I saw that. I'm like, oh. Okay. And it was so smart. I was like, thank you, because I was like, ah, yes. Young Bucks are gonna win this thing because they're gonna win the whole tournament. It's like they actually got upset. I was like, man, in the first round, it's like one. No spoilers. No spoilers. I oh, mean, that was last week. You've seen it, yeah? It was last week. You've seen it. I've seen it, but I'm yeah. going to put a post on it. Look, it's, it's wrestling. Hey, we don't I, care. Go watch it again. Spoilers on wrestling are fair game. Yeah. yeah exactly. You want to watch it, you watch it. And the other good thing is, like, when you hear of the spoiler like that, you're like, really? I got to like, see it now. I do. It's like, wait, that was like, if you hear The Rock got his tail beat by The Fiend, you're like. I got to see it. I do want to see how The Fiend beats Rock. Yeah, I would like to see mm-hmm. that. But yeah, dude, I, I was like, oh, wow. It was one of those things I was watching, and I'm like, man, Private Party's really giving them a good match, and they look good, but I know they're going to lose, and I wonder what they're going to do with them afterwards. But when they actually won, I was like, oh, shoot. That was the smartest thing they could have done because the Young Bucks don't have to win this tournament to win the titles, but for those dudes winning against the Young Bucks. That makes them for so long. And they could go on to win a freaking tournament. And and it's like, hey, look at the Cinderella story. They've gone all this way, and now they're the champions. And then the Young Bucks are like, hey, we want that rematch because y'all beat us by a fluke. It's just common sense booking that the WWE just refuses <laughs> to do. It. Does not get. And also, yeah, the other thing, so- even if they don't win the t- titles, it's like, say they go off in the independence after this, like, yeah, we need to buck Young Bucks on national TV. Like, oh no, their their private party is locked up now. They're all well, there. Yeah, I'm just I'm saying. Well, if, 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 tell if, me one thing though. Why do these fans continue to dog Bray Wyatt with Husky Harris chance? That was his first gimmick. It was, but come on, like come but, on, guys. See, you know, let no, him, no, let see, him live. No, you know what? If this is a matter of booking, you can change their person. <laughs> I mean. I mean, like, Goldberg wasn't undefeated until he was Goldberg. Yeah, he was, yeah. I mean, it was like, you got to change the perceptions. Like, you change him into the scene, but you have him beating the hell out of Seth Rollins in Hell in a Cell, and they stopped the match because he was just so brutal. Yeah, yeah that's oh, you, you might not. Seth Rollins was the one that got DQ'd. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's a matter of booking. Like, who the hell thought that was a good idea? Like, man. again, the seven-year-old out-of-touch guy, like, hey, well, I can't have Seth Rollins. I can't have the Fiend go on uh, Today's Show and talk to John Cena. 
Well, couldn't you? Because he, he literally has like the Mr. Rogers persona. He literally could just go and do that. But, I mean, just when you want to actually do the outreach, yeah, change the title to somebody, say you put it on Charlotte, you know, but then the next week you have her get beat by evil uh, Bailey. It's like, okay, that was kind of unexpected. But you could have also just had Bailey win, which also would have been yeah. unexpected. And why, yeah. why do that? All right, let's keep it moving here. So, Matrix Four is happening. I'm not sure if any. I don't. I'm not sure if anyone is more excited about Avatar Two or the Matrix Four. <laughs> Are you guys looking forward to Matrix Four? Because I'm just not. I, I feel like this. By the time we get there, if the if the cast of the Matrix Four is going to be the returning cast from the Matrix series that we know. The, the the our protagonist is going to be nearly sixty years old, and I I, I don't want to see sixty year old Keanu, even though he'll look like forty eight year old Keanu. Right, I'm going to say he's not going to look that old. But yeah, yeah exactly. Carrie Ann Moss on that hand, she may look every. She'll look seventy when it's time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, no, no, no. Jerry, when she was Jerry Hogarth did not look bad. Like, okay, that's but true. She, but she wasn't fighting either. But we'll see Jada Pinkett's butchered face. We got Doogie Howser. Right. Like that that's a big I mean to me it's like the big casting of Doogie How I mean, Neil Patrick is like, so? I mean like you tell me the dude <laughs> you tell me you you tell me the guy who's the kid who magically uh didn't need Neo to help him get out of the matrix. Like you should be telling me how you're telling me that story. Cause in Animatrix, that was like, oh wow, we're gonna that's what that's gonna be the start of the new Matrix, right? No. Okay. So we're gonna have maybe a young mate Morpheus. What? Um, yeah. The, the thing I, is, if Fishburne isn't involved, I'm really not interested. Yeah, I think that's my thing. It's like you can't tell me a reason that Lawrence Fishburne isn't in this movie because you. I mean, it's like he actually uh, the other two died. He actually survived. He actually so, survived. The rest of me, like, Trinity's form bait. Like, no. That really doesn't actually make sense <laughs> to bring her back. Like, and, yeah, I mean, Neo, sure. Like, Neo, yeah, he's a computer program. Like, I don't I mean, yeah, sure, whatever, but. I get it with Neo, but with Trinity, she died. Yeah. Um, twice. Uh, twice. If, if, if Morpheus isn't back, but you're bringing back Jada Pinkett's butchered face. Um, you're really not a fan uh, of her. Saying, what you mean? She, she looks very nice on her little uh, sitcom talking show. Oh, she does. Uh, I've been maybe I've been looking at it from the wrong angle. I need better <laughs> lighting. Um, um, no, look, I'm sorry. Uh, Jada Pinkett's probably a lovely woman. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, <clears throat> no, I just what. You could replace. She's one of those characters. I'm not going on Jada Pinkett hate raid here. I, it's just she's one of those easily replaced characters. She well, really I mean, is. Remember, she was supposed to be Aaliyah. She was a replacement for Aaliyah. You know. So, well, you know the cast member. I'm really hoping they bring back. Uh, Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? You know what? <laughs> you know what? You read my mind. You know, you read my mind. <laughs> Now, do you, yeah. do you bring back? Do, do you think they bring back Hugo? You know, a real problem with those movies when you watch them in context of like 2019. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of try hard to be cool in them. Where too much, the first too movie, much. 
it's really cool. Right. But second mm-hmm. and third, it's like yeah, because we're not cool. We're cool. Well, the, Look at the us. second so cool. one, everybody's wearing sunglasses. We're so cool. The second one, that's where everybody's wearing sunglasses. The stylized cell phone reveals. It's like, look, yeah. I get it. We we got money. We got tie-ins now. But you you guys really ruined a good thing here with this. It, it, it's really absurd now. The, the, the General Motors, like, it felt like the middle of that movie was 45 minutes of a General Motors commercial. Like, how many commercials, GM commercials, can take this gunshot? And somehow nobody's leg is bleeding all over the seat. <laughs> See how tough our vehicles are? <laughs> somebody can rip the hood off, and this thing still keeps going. Still keeps, keeps going. Keeps on trucking. Oh, yeah. boy. So, so yeah. I mean... I, I, I want to say I'm looking forward to the Matrix the same way I wanted to say I'm looking forward to Terminator, but I just don't care because I, I don't think they're going to do anything new that we've. That, that, I don't think they're going to do anything that that that's going to make us say we have to see these movies. And I'm I'm looking at the Terminator, not the segue to the Terminator, but I'm doing it. The segue to the Terminator. It's like, dude, I I don't care. I don't care about 90 year old Linda Hamilton. I don't care about a 113-year-old. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't care about a 142-year-old Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I don't care that you got a new – He this term, you thought dude, you thought we had the Terminator game on lock. Wait till you see this dude. It's like, I don't, I don't care. Dude, I did watch that trailer. was like, this is not working. I don't care. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, we was not Terminator with T-1000. So yeah. That's everyone, it. Everyone else has been T-1000s like – even the girl one was T-1000 but had weapons. It's like, so? T-1000? We're boobs. weapons, y'all. No, we're boobs. <laughs> like, man, come on. But he was so cold. It was like, you can't get any better than this. And they've done nothing. It's like, oh, wow. What an upgrade. Nope. Nope. What an upgrade. What, what were you going to no, like, Except you had for this liquid. time, this time the Terminator looks like an accountant. This time Terminator. the Terminator is black when he changes into liquid metal. It's like, dude, oh, you got nothing. Yeah, it's like, it's, I mean, like, you guys made I me, mean, James Cameron made the pinnacle of Terminators. It was a liquid metal that could do anything, replicate anybody. Right. It was like, it was, you guys come up with anything better. No, it's like, I mean, you guys are supposed to be such advanced, like, the T-1000 who made, I, I, I can, I mean, like, uh, rise of the machines. It's like you you guys did everything. What else? What are you guys retreading on this? I don't get it. Jace, Jace, Robert Patrick did Yeoman's work being the T one thousand because he only had a few lines of dialogue. It was the stoic nature of his exactly. face. Exactly, his expression. Man, when he was like, running, just right. cold, like, I mean, just killing machine, cold, coming for killing you. machine. Yeah, he he nailed that. I, that's I look. Playing the Terminator in these movies has to be a hard task because I think, and that's the thing that every one of these movies has suffered from since T2. They're trying to replicate, the Terminators at least, are trying to replicate what Robert Patrick did, played this stoic killing machine. Yeah, because he actually acted, but Arnold was just, uh, okay. Don't do anything. Great. Okay. <laughs> Robert Patrick was like, okay, I, I, I can do some yeah. stuff with that. And yeah. he acted. But all these other jokers, he's like, uh, y'all aren't doing anything different or cooler than Robert Patrick. Like, yeah. Like, I, I like how many gimmicks me. you give the Terminators. 
they're not interesting. It's nothing that makes you say, oh, my God, I'd be terrified of this thing. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, like, Robbie, I mean, the guy who played Robbie Reyes on Ghost Rider, he's the determined. It's like, yeah, but he was actually, he's, I can already tell you he's going to be cooler as Ghost Rider than he is in this movie. Like, <laughs> what, there's nothing he can do. It's like, what, yeah. what is he going to do? Like, I mean, unless he has a flame and skull, it's like he's just not going to be cooler as a liquid metal killing machine that Robert Pattinson had already played. Yo, but if he turns, if his if his skull turns red and he fights the whole time like that, I'm I'm on it. You know, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I think the only way that they could have saved this thing and made it worth watching is if they would have gone another name as the Terminator, as the the killing machine Terminator, and that would have been, in my opinion, jacked up Tom Hardy. Because that way it gives you, to me, jacked up Tom Hardy. And maybe even The Rock. Maybe even The Rock. Nope, nope, because people would root for The Rock to kill him. Right. You, you're you need, right. You need you're somebody right. to root for him to die. Okay. And I would like 100% be, I be rooting for The Rock in every instance of him fighting somebody. Okay, so you, you get like one of those like old, you get like one of these like new age bodybuilders, like completely jacked up, looking like they will throw you through like the top yeah. of your roof. Oh, they could just do the mountain from Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, again, so I'm just—I mean, that—that—that that, that is a story and a gimmick that's been played. And no matter what them putting produced by James Cameron, I'm that not matter. biting. I don't. Okay. Now, I, now I gotta ask another question: Is this a trilogy, or is this just the quest for more money? I'm not figuring it out. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. quest for gold—that's what it is. The quest <laughs> like, for Curly's gold. And like, and I'm, and that's, and that's my same thing with the Matrix. Is like. If you're gonna, are we gonna do? Are we doing a sequel, or are we just doing a, another Matrix movie? Like, Listen, after I watch Cloud Atlas, I don't trust Lana <laughs> Wachowski with anything. 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 You couldn't I, I, direct one of these KFC commercials right now. <laughs> no, I, I, maybe, maybe that much, because those yeah. really commercials are so bad. I like, I like, uh, what was it, uh, Speed Racer? Speed but, Racer was good. Yeah. I said Cloud Atlas. Yeah, I, was, like, I deliberately did not mention Speed Racer. Yeah. Speed Racer was what a Speed Racer movie should be. Cloud Atlas been. was not what a movie should be. <laughs> hey, didn't they do that one with uh, was it something descending, ascending, with uh, uh Jupiter ascending? That was Jupiter. Yeah. Didn't they do that? I should say Cloud Atlas and Jupiter. Gosh, that was that was terrible. That they did that, right? I'm not, I'm not yeah, pulling that out of the sky. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was, it was, like, brutally, it was brutally bad, and almost pulled a uh, what is that joint on a, a <laughs> Norbit on Eddie Redmayne's Oscar campaign. It was trash. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, we should watch that on a bad movie night. No, nah, we should. Deserious popcorn thrown to the screen. All Look, right, let's move on. Said, okay, it's, it's a it's a bad movie. We should watch. That's a bad movie. All right, so now I want to do something a little bit different. So I have this quote for you guys from one Jennifer Aniston, who has had a busy week because she's you know gone on Instagram finally, posted some pictures with her and the Friends gang. That was cool. But then she mentioned her take on this whole Martin Scorsese judge of all things cinema. When he and he was like, these Marvel movies aren't cinema, and continued to yell at the clouds. Get off, get off my lawn! 
And so Jennifer said, it wasn't until the last couple of years when these streaming services were just sort of exploding with this amount of quality that I actually started to think, wow, that's better than what I just did. And then you're seeing what's available out there and it's just diminishing and diminishing in terms of it's big Marvel movies or things that I'm just not just things that I'm just not asked to do or really that interested in living in a green screen. So basically, Jennifer's like, yeah, I'm on Team Scorsese. I cannot wait to get put into one of his films because I am such an amazing, superior actress. So, fellas, with that said, I figured why the heck not? Let's do a best and worst of Jennifer Aniston, the Academy Award nominee, Jennifer Aniston. So, let's do it. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are we really, are we really gonna have to try to sort through her boneyard to find something <laughs> worth mentioning? Hey, dude, this is so easy. I don't know what you're talking about. This is ridiculously easy. I'll go first just to prove how it easy is. it is. Just how it easy is. it is. All right, three best: Jennifer Aniston, okay. Horrible Bosses, number one. Yes. Number two, We're the Millers. Yep. And let's see for number three: Horrible Bosses two. Bam. Or if you want to be like, hey, you can't do Horrible Bosses, I'll go Office Space. You know that movie she was starring and had the lead role in? Yeah, that one. So. Jeff, 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 no, no, no. Nope. I'm going to stop you right now. Nope. That was literally my list. <laughs> I literally have We're the Millers, Horrible Bosses, and Office Space. That's it. I didn't even find Where the Millers funny. It was a couple of gags, and that oh, was it. Oh, man. Okay. It was a couple right. of gags. So, for my worst of list with her, that's also easy. Along came Polly. Yes. Bruce Almighty. No, 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 no. And let's see, because there's so many other options. The Bounty Hunter, where Gerard Butler was like, let me expand from being the 300 shirtless dude. I'll be in a romance movie. And it failed. Nobody wanted to. Nobody wanted in on that hunt. Jeff. Those are my three. So, bam. Did, what's no, that, wait, I, I, Jeff, I'm I, sure. I, I, don't you have Mother's Day on that list? Because I remember you said you hated that movie. Hey man, you feel free. <laughs> Go ahead, Javon, because I, I I'm I'm a lot of retreads on this. Okay, best of Jennifer Aniston, uh, Friends. No, um, no, no. <laughs> Friends Movie, DVD comment. Friends, uh, Friends DVD commentary. Um, the Revlon commercial she did like back in '07 because I thought it was pretty funny. Um, and she did a cameo on South Park. I remember like some years and years ago uh, for honorable mention office space. Cause that wasn't a movie. Um, as far as her worst, let's do a career retrospective. <laughs> if you could do every movie that she's been in going back to leprechaun yep. to now this latest turd that she did with Adam Sandler, Okay. Murder mystery was good. And she was in the Ferris Bueller TV show. Hello? Oh, okay. That was so great that I don't even remember that. How many episodes of that did you watch? Um, Right. uh, Not not all 13. (laughs) But I will not (laughs) have you disperse the good name of Leprechaun, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look, Jennifer Aniston's American Sweetheart time has been long over. I, I never thought I never saw what the big deal was there. So yeah, She's fall high. on your sword, Jennifer. Yeah, because you've made so many, so many classic country contributions to cinema. Yeah, go away. Hey, dude, oh, yeah. Maybe she just needs to be in front of a green screen. 
That way you can appreciate That's it. the talent. There you go. Hey, honestly, I think she's a little mad that role that uh, Angelina Jolie got, who she was up for, but Brad Pitt made a call and she couldn't get it. <laughs> More than a call. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, so she's going to be on the morning show with Reese Witherspoon. It's going to be one of the prime uh, featured shows on Apple, their TV whatever they're doing. On okay. Who's going to buy Apple TV for that show? Hey, dude, no I'm going to buy it right after my Disney Plus subscription runs out in three years. Hey, Jeff, I think it'll just automatically renew itself. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shucks. <laughs> Funny how that works out. Okay. Oh, well. Yeah. So, I guess that's it, huh? So, fellas, it's that magical time of the week. What's your nominees for Dummies of the Week? Fat Chris Jericho for doing a half-ass thing impersonation right there. <laughs> hey man, this is his uh, New Japan look. I I, I give him this. All right, hey, this, this is his new Benny Hanna look, Jace. He looks like he just backed away from the sushi bar. You fat, fat man. Um, hey, Chris Jericho's fifty-three years old, man. Yeah, I, let me stop. Let me stop. I only hope I look that good and, and full at fifty-three. I only hope I look that good. Seriously. I'm sorry. He's not my dummy of the week. He's not my dummy of the week. Please go ahead. Somebody. Okay. I got got one. So my dummy of the week is ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky, after, you know, his nice uh, time in Sweden, jail had some time, has had some time to reflect on his life, decided to do a sit down interview with uh, Angie Martinez and then he had to finally come to terms with something he's been holding in for a long time, that he's a sex addict. And, you know, because he, he's a sex addict, he's had to buy, he's bought himself a $100,000 bed because of all the orgies he's had, you know, because he's been, you know, having orgies since he was a 13-year-old kid. Now, the reason why I'm calling Mr. ASAP Rocky uh, Mr. the dummy of the week, because Mr. Dummy of the week, there ain't no way in hell you ain't caught at least a couple of things that they have a whole lot of penicillin and for if you having that many orgies with that many girls that you need to be having a hundred thousand dollar bet. So chances are a uh, young man is uh his 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 crab game is gonna run out real soon and hopefully it, uh he he gets to keep all his bits and pieces. So that is my <laughs> dummy of the week. All right. Javon, what you got? You know, everybody wants to knock down Gina Rodriguez for her usage of the dreaded N-word. Dun-dun-dun. the N-word. You know, it's like, look, Gina Rodriguez is some sort of swarthy brown. She's what, Puerto Rican? Swarthy brown. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to have to fire your scripture here, Javon. Let, let's get into the stew. I know this ain't making the final cuts. I know it ain't making the final cuts. But look, are we going to knock her down for using the N-word the same way we tear down Cardi B or, uh, or Joe. Joe Ortiz or Fat Joe for using the N-word? And by the way, I, can we stop saying N-word? It's come on. Let, we're not on a school playground. I just miss when language was language and, you know, we were adults about things. You no, know, I hate now that everybody's triggered. 
Listen, Go, I'm sorry, it's, it's, a, it's a word that you don't like. Then stop saying it. Oh, we, we stop saying it. it. It's like don't don't say this is reclaimed earth shit. Like no, it's like no. If you don't want to use, it, stop saying it. It's like stop saying it. Because like, no, I'm saying like your favorite 2000 rap song, which she was probably the one she was singing, you say the exact same thing. You don't say blank blank word. Like yeah, come on. Yeah. So let's let let's cut let let let's cut the nonsense here. You know, she said it. Big deal. Not for nothing. Are we gonna jump down Lauren Hill's neck or whoever said it in the Fuji song that she was singing? Because not for nothing, they're all Haitians. They aren't true. They aren't true N words by definition. You know, it's like let's shut the hell up, man. Please, let's really shut the hell up. Oh, did you see like the comments? Like, oh my gosh, I'm so disappointed. I'm like, I bet you if I look through your iPad right now, you'll have those same songs. Let me tell you something. For everybody, everybody, we're in a we're in an era now where everybody throws a stone and hides their hand because we're all woke, we're all sensitive, we're all in tone and tuned and, 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 and we know everything and we're uber sensitive to everyone's plight, everyone's causes, but we're also completely full of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would hate to go through your history and find out what you said derogatory about someone. Let's go back to 2011 and see some of the things that you said. Let's go back to 2008 and see some of the things you said. I'm uh, sorry my, if I my, offended no, anyone. No, no, I, I'm, I'm, a better yeah, working, I'm, a, I'm working to be a better person. I'm a work, wow, Your publicist can't, can't write this for you. Uh, no. Look, my, my disclaimer would be I am a pig. <laughs> I, I am a man now of a certain era. Albeit, I respect everyone's right to live. I respect blacks, Jews, gays, whites, everybody under the sun. I have a certain feeling about things, and I'm not going to hide it because I'm a human being, and I'm not trying to be your personal Lord and Savior. I'm not trying to be Mr. Politically Correct. I have an opinion. So if you can't deal with that opinion, go fuck yourself. I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, 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 kind of it is laughable it's like this instead of i mean like i can understand gina rodriguez like oh i shouldn't have recorded myself say that but you know just like most deaf said hey they'll say it when they're away with the close friends it's like yeah people yeah. say like, when this song is in the car yes it's like <laughs> yes yes like but it's, it's, it's like hey i slipped up my bad like I, I don't want to say, oh, I, I apologize. Oh my gosh, this is the worst thing I've ever done. I'm like, truly, I'm no. sure. It is. It's like, look, I, so. I'm a, Chase. I have a thing where I call, and, and to our white viewers and Jeff, you may sense this, so I'm gonna give some little leeway music. I mean, That's hey, it. Here's, here's the other thing. Thanks, what were you saying? Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, my, my, my thing is, it's like, people are really too afraid to offend somebody. It's like, yeah. hey, I did it. I made a bad. Like, I, I mean, you're not, you're not going to cancel me because you're not. I don't care if you do cancel me. It's like, I, I said, it's like, if I put a, as I always say, if you put a bug in everybody's car when they're driving to work, oh my I will God. catch you saying every damn thing you you say. That, oh my gosh, I don't believe you said that. I said it all. <laughs> it's like I will use words that I don't, I don't even mean in my heart just to be mad I will at somebody. Use descriptive descriptions of people. If you cut me off and you happen to be of a certain ethnicity, 
You could be black. <laughs> and you are going to be a lot of things you don't want to be. Yes. <laughs> hey, <Interesting>. look. <laughs> it's what it I is. Mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like something. It's like when we, you should, I mean, there's certain stuff you should get generally offended by. It's yeah. like if somebody says, follows the lyrics to a song, don't get offended by it. I mean, it's just like, and I'm, I mean, it's like, I mean, because I really just look at some of these comments, I'm just like, really? I'm really like if somebody docks you right now, I'm pretty sure you said everything, and they'd be like, "Oh gosh, I hate those white people!" Ha 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 ha! Oh, I apologize for my insensitive thoughts about the people I just offended. I apologize. Is that, is that what I need to say? I'm a work in progress. Uh, I am a human, can't. and my therapist has told me I need to work and be better as a person, <laughs> and I shall can't. strive to not offend anyone else. For those who may have been offended by my statements. Canned apology for my offensive language. Uh, please don't take away my ability to make a living. <laughs> please. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with mine real fast here. Right. My nominees for Dummy of the Week are the management of the Los Angeles Rams because they are <laughs> under the impression that getting a cornerback helps their offensive line woes and <laughs> they don't need a draft pick. Until 2020, anyway. I mean, why, I'm sorry, we, why would we want to draft in a? We don't need a draft pick until 2030. It's fine. Just we can draft all in. later, dude. That's what? not going all in. Their defense has been not Anemic. great. Yeah, and their offense has been worse because Todd Gurley realized, hey, I need two knees to run, and it's just not going to happen for him. As a Niners fan, I'm perfectly fine watching well, him. You should have be a fine with this. Yeah, man. I'm like, okay. You know, one cornerback, one receiver, hero. one receiver is going to get shut down twice a season. But they're not going to win a lot of games because he can't play offense too. Well, Jeff, you know, to 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 to, to add on to this, you know, and we got to have a sports day, guys. We really do because we hit these buttons and we only do them briefly. I think we could really, you know, we we should do one of these once a month at least. And, it, you know, um, I think it would be really good because we all know our sports and we all have a good time with this. But to that point, the Rams have a window. The Rams remind me of the Sacramento Kings of 0205, 02 to 05. <laughs> I'd be like the Minnesota Vikings. Dead. The Minnesota Vikings that went 15 and 1. Yeah, the, but their window was brief because they knew Randall. Ran, only thing holding Randall Cunningham together was that nobody had saw this offense with Randy Moss, Jake Reed, and Chris Carter and uh, Robert Smith. Robert Smith retired within a year after that, mm-hmm. and everything. Randall Randall only got older. They lost some offensive line pieces, so their window was really quick. <laughs> their window was shorter than we like to admit. But with the Rams, with what they have. They got a two, three-year window to get this thing right, right now. And they they, they have to strike while the iron's hot. The worst and thing they're doing it in the Super Bowl. Making the Super Bowl. But the thing they is. They lost to the Saints. They would have been like, okay, mm-hmm. we just have to be a little patient. We'll make a few moves. That's it. But we'll because make they, smart moves. they're like, oh, you know, we were in the Super Bowl last year. We can go right back. Yeah. We got to get back. We got to get back. But see, Jeff, you got to remember, too, this is L.A. This is an L.A. team now. They're not the St. Louis Rams no more. They're L.A. So they gotta, they're going to go about it the L.A. way, spend all the money, get all the big names. They're going to do it the L.A. way. And they're going to go about it the wrong way. 
and what's going to happen within the next three seasons, they're going to have a mass exodus of players and talent, and oh, yeah. they're going to be back yeah. to square one in a brand new building with no superstars to carry the load. With no I like superstars the sound of that, like Javon. I know you do. I know you do. It's really, just, we've really seen do. this before. I we, have. We've Let's seen see this before. Yeah. 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 So thank you. LA Rams management. I appreciate y'all. And I appreciate you guys for rolling with me on this episode. I appreciate y'all out there for listening. This episode allows movie files. Has been filed. <laughs>